0: Welcome to the Home Building Hub, your essential podcast guide to building your new home. Hosted by industry experts Colin Bischoff and Darren Brennan, this conversational podcast will help better educate you about all things new home building so you can avoid costly mistakes and enjoy your building experience to the fullest, no matter which home builder you choose. Hey there folks, Colin here from the Home Building Hub and thanks for joining another episode. I'm here with co-host Darren Brennan and today... We're going to cover off a topic uh, that really outlines and answers some questions for you. What is a facade? And I guess we're going to talk through what the options are and how it works with facades, just to better educate you as you start doing quotes, getting quotes from builders, and getting through, you know, what things really mean. So, how are you going today, Darren? Going well, mate. Yeah, really well. Thank you. Yeah,
1: uh, kicking into another one, mate. They just we feel like they're rolling out pretty quick at the moment, which is great. So, uh, really appreciate. Uh, you know, so far, you know, the uptake of the podcast has been fantastic and, um, we've had mm-hmm. plenty of feedback. Um, it's probably exceeded my expectations to date. And, um, you know, really, really thankful for anyone who's, you know, given up a little bit of their time to have a listen to what we're up to here. So, and, and I guess the real key is hopefully people are getting value out of that. And I think from some of the questions that are coming through, people are, which is great. So, you know, we really appreciate that. And, and, again keep firing questions to us you know you can jump on the home building hub website and, and um just click the link and shoot us any questions you've got and we'd be really happy to come back to you with uh answers or jump on a phone call with you um you know to, to talk through uh anything we can assist in there so yeah awesome
0: yeah that's really good great to see you. we're seeing questions a couple of businesses reaching out just wanting to talk through how they can add some value to home buyers and yeah it's good really really good to see so far Darren so um, I guess the, we'll continue on the journey of this. We're trying to outline for our listeners, the, we did a summary of, of, of building quotes and you know how to get the best building quotes and a separate one just outlining what the items are in a building quote and what they mean loosely and from a high level. We're now sort of rolling through the detail of that. So, you know, we've completed one about base prices and what they are, what they mean, so you can really understand that. Now we're going to move into this one here about facades, okay? So it shouldn't really be a long episode, but it will be quite helpful, quite valuable. So the first question, um, I guess... Uh, for us to answer is, well, what what actually is a facade? So essentially a facade, it represents the face of your home, okay? It represents the design articulation, the materials and the finishes that and and ultimately the colours as well of your home. One thing to note, the the term is not – it's pronounced facade. It's not pronounced as sometimes I've heard over the years, Darren, as facade. That's not how to say it. So it is facade and it does really provide you as the home buyer the ability to choose – The way you want the front of your home to look, and they're essentially they're interchangeable. So you can pick any floor plan and a builder will have a standard set of facades and some upgraded ones as well uh, for you to choose from. Okay, so that's essentially how that works and what it means. I guess some people, uh, some other terms that people use regarding facades um, is street appeal is something I guess you could use. That's what is important to some people, the street appeal of their home. It's very important to the estate in which you live in these days. It used to be not as important, but the street appeal and the way your home looks is is quite important to make sure that the overall flow and the aesthetics of the estate, you know, look really good for anyone driving through there. Um, So I guess uh, one of the things that you can do Uh, to finish that point off is, let's say, Darren, like we were living next door to each other, we bought exactly the same floor plan, we can go and choose different facades. In fact, the estate would probably force us to do that. You can't have the same facades next door to each other. But that means that you can add, add your little unique sort of flair to it, Darren, and I can add my sort of preference to how I want the front of my house to look okay so that's what a facade is um, and how it works so does for you let's jump into a little bit more detail how many facade options for a home buyer how many facade options are available to me
1: yeah for sure so most builders obviously have a a few standard facades and, and I guess we'd say maybe maybe four to six could be two to three standard facades and then um they'll certainly have some upgraded options above that as well. So they'll come at a cost and some of those costs are pretty small. It could be, you know, as low as $1,500, you know, it could be a few thousand dollars, four or five grand. They could be 70 or 80 grand, you know, depending on the house. So again, it's reflective of the home. If you're buying a, uh, you know, a little fifteen square home. It's probably unlikely it's going to have a seventy thousand dollar facade on it. But if you're buying a fifty or sixty square home, you might end up with a really, really big facade that's going to be really grand. And and you know, it's not you. You're going to really know where that money's spent because you're going to see how uh, I guess epic that facade's going to look. Um, I guess these days, standard facades are pretty good. You know, often they're including things like eaves. Um, you know, they've got brick infills above the windows. They've got a, a nice roller, uh, sorry, a, a panel lift door, and a roller door on the front. Um, those sort of things. I'll often have an upgraded front door, even in the standard facade. And then, um, you know, obviously from there, you can choose the upgrades, but, um, you know, they're, <clears throat> pardon me, they're, I guess, trying to, give you a base level that'll comply for the most part with the developer requirements. Um, you may need some very minor tweaks to get it there. You might need to add some render, for example, or something like that. But, um, you know, it, essentially, you know, they're going to have um, – a really nice look about them, you know, as a standard facade anyway. So, if you did choose a standard facade for most builders. They're going to be actually okay. You're not, you're not discounting yourself. It's just sort of a matter of where do you want to go from there and what style do you like? Because really, that's what it's about is it, it's about that street appeal, that style, um, you know, and, and is that something that's important to you? So, um, you know, a lot of, facades will have multiple materials on it so it might have a couple of materials a bit of render and stuff on there to to sort of uh you know assist maybe a little bit of timber finishes um that'll just give it a really nice look um you know with the upgraded facades really dependent upon the builder and their their options as to what you're really going to get um you can get all sorts of stuff if it's on a two-story you might end up with a balcony on the front you could end up with the facade could also be adjusting the roof of the home so you may end up with like a uh Skillion roof, so like a um, I guess how do I best describe a skillion roof? One that's on a you know, single yeah, on a, a single pitched roof on a lean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you might end up with a flat roof or a near flat roof um because of the facade. So it can be impacting those sorts of things as well. Um, you know, and and the facade can really make the home stand out from the street. So, you know, if that's important to you and, and a lot of people want their house to look really cool, um, then you know, obviously it's worth considering what facade you go with. It might well be the standards going to do the job for you and you can pick some really nice bricks or, or, you know, some nice paint colors on the home and it's going to look great. Or you might want a particular style and that's super important to you. So then you, you know, choose that from there. But I guess, um, you know, one of the questions, Cole, would be, is it worth, you know, I'd love your personal opinion on this one. Is it worth spending that extra money on an upgraded facade?
0: Yeah. Yeah, good question. I think first and foremost, before I answer that, understanding at the, at the very basic of all this is that 10 years ago, you could pretty much do what you wanted with a facade. They were just standard brick with one basic window in the front. And if you drove past those homes these days, you'd look at them and go, oh, probably not not as nice as what's available and what's on offer now. These days, the standard facades that are available for builders are pretty good. And, and that's because the builders have put a bit more effort into making them have better street appeal. But secondary to that, it's because the developers of the land estates have forced builders to do that by making sure that their estates are looking really nice and the street appeal is at a better level than what it used to be back in the day. And the way they do that, you can't just usually and we're speaking victoria here i don't know necessarily if it applies across all but i I think it does you can't just go and build a brick house all brick across the front and that's it with a with a roller door anymore it just doesn't work like that you must have a couple of different features and and usually a standard facade will probably most likely be uh, a bit of brick a bit of render Uh, some might have a bit of brick and a bit of timber etc etc so some some what they call contrasting um materials to represent a little bit more I guess design or um, nicer design rather than just one solid red brick that <laughs> used to happen I suppose so um, that's the first thing I want to point out is that the, the standard facades are pretty good these days so my answer to the question Darren which was would it um, I guess is it worth spending money on an upgraded facade is yes and no it depends on the buyer type that you are so for me and personally i I, is just a personal opinion if you're a first home buyer or an investor i pretty much see zero benefit in upgrading to a expensive upgraded facade maybe you could pick one that's one or two or three grand because it does add a little you know a little few more features and things like that but the reason i say that there's I wouldn't do that personally is because I'd prefer to grab that one or two or three grand and I'd prefer to spend that, um, A, save it, not spend it, or B, pop that into the internal features of the home because if, if I can raise the ceiling height for, for three grand instead of get an upgraded facade, I would much prefer to do that every day of the week because it's probably going to help um, with the appeal on the internal side of things and get, you know, maybe tenants will walking through will, will more more appreciate a higher ceiling than they would what the facade looks like, as an example, if you're renting that out, okay? So that's one side of the coin to look at, and a bit like what you said earlier, Darren, but if you're building a second or third home or a dream home or, or something you really know you're going to live in for a good substantial amount of time, then by all means you should be looking at those upgraded features because it just gives you that unique element, makes that home yours. You may, like I said before, you may have the same floor plan as your neighbour, but because of the changes you've made to your facade or or the upgrade options you've selected, it can really give it some pop and stand out and just gives you a little bit, I think it comes down to pride, Daz. I think it just gives you a bit more pride about, yep, that's our home in the street, look at that, looks amazing, and touch it up with some nice landscaping and off you go. Um, so it's a similar view for landscaping for me. We do full turnkey, so I would say that turnkey packs we provide a standard are essentially the equivalent of picking a standard facade. If you're going to go all, all, yeah, you know, all in and and doing a dream house and stuff like that, we would never recommend pick a standard basic landscaping layout. You would go and spend the money on getting a few more features and, and better species or better plants and all that sort of stuff. Okay, so it does depend on the buyer. I think
1: you're right on that. Us. I think you're right on that too, Colin. I know one thing I used to always think, um, in the early days of selling for me was, um, if you, and I, and, and, I'll preference this by saying, um, so I studied horticulture and worked in the garden industry for years. So, so I saw how nice a great garden can look. And often what I saw was, was, the best-looking houses, yes, they've got an okay-looking facade. They don't have to have necessarily the best facade in the street, but if they've got a hell of a nice garden that's really well-maintained, the grass is ripping green and looking mm. amazing, the house can look really good, right? So if you can't afford to, you know, and you might really want, let's call it a balcony, for example. You want a balcony on the front, but maybe you don't have a great outlook, so it's, you know, maybe less important. You might be able to save five or ten grand by not having a balcony invest that money five or ten grand into your garden. Your house can going to be the best-looking house in the street. It's still going to have a great-looking facade, just doesn't have a balcony mm. that you probably weren't going to use. Um, but you've now tipped that money into your garden and your garden's going to look absolutely amazing, and particularly as it grows in time, you know, and you keep it well-maintained and well-fed and well-watered, all those things, it's going to look absolutely amazing. So, you know, yeah, it's a great way to go. Um, but also, if you've got a prime location that, you know, and you're surrounded by homes that have got superior facades, and you go do something really basic around it. It's going to be very noticeable, you know. Yeah. So it's picking your audience, picking your spot. You got to be able to afford it, right? Um, you know, and and so it's just that juggle, you know, in that, I guess. But yeah, your garden's really important as well. It does form yeah, a big so- part of that facade.
0: It comes down to the same as we always say, the needs, the wants, the budget. I've seen many people on double story down pick a facade just because it had a balcony, uh, but they never end up using it because it's usually off the off the main bedroom or something, you know. So pick something that you you know that relates to what how you're going to use the actual house. Because for me, if you got five grand there, um, like I said, as, uh, you know, either spend it on landscaping or pop some more upgrades or 50-50 with that five grand into the house, you know, get some more more features and, you know, in, in the kitchen or in the bathroom or, the you know, or out the back somewhere. So that's just my preference. But I do know for sure if you are, as we said, building that that dream home or that second or third home, you're spending good budget on it then you, you really should be, you know, not leaving your facade alone. You should be upgrading that as well, in, in my view as well, for sure. So the one tip, Darren, I've got there uh, for the listeners is, it's, and again, it's only a personal preference because we've, we've been through this a lot, is my suggestion to you, um, unless you are happy to maintain it on a regular basis, I would avoid... Uh, too much timber on a facade. And the reason I say that is because they look, and display homes have a lot of them, they look amazing when they're new. But you fast forward a year or two, and then if you drive through estates now, and you see those big, you know, heavily timber featured facades, they look a bit gray, and they look a bit old, and they look a bit, they're a bit drab because the owner hasn't maintained it. So if you're willing to maintain it, go for it. But my tip my suggestion is if you're not up for maintaining the facades or, or things like decking and things like that, then don't don't choose them. <laughs> there's there's probably some nice you're options. You're referring yeah. to that.
1: You're referring to that true timber look, right, And rather than a painted cladding finish, for example. You're referring to, you know, when you can see it looks like timber and you're 100% right, you know, same with timber. Windows on facades and stuff can be, you know, just – Just not maintained in any way. And then they deteriorate over time. You've got maintenance headaches, et cetera. And that's back on you. You, you know, as the consumer, you've got to maintain that. It's not just warranted under the builder's warranty because you didn't look after it. You've got to actually look after it as well. So, yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Cedar,
0: uh, or the, the actual genuine timber. So there's some great, like, cladding. That, that can replace a timber-look cladding, that looks amazing and you don't have to do anything with it. So they're a lot smarter as well these days with what products are available um, for you also. So I'd say, Darren, um, one other question I wanted to bring to you, are there any restrictions or, I suppose, um, limits to what you can do with your facade?
1: Yeah, 100% there are, Colin. And, and you know, usually it's determined by your estate but also could be determined by the building um, surveyor and the requirements by council, etc., that that may restrict what that facade can do. Um, also, it. Often facades, particularly for example, if you get a bigger balcony, so that's going to make the the house longer. Potentially, it may mean the house doesn't fit on the block anymore because you've got a limit uh, in a limited amount of space on your block. So, you know, you might really want this facade with a balcony, and now that pushes the house back because you've got a front setback or so a distance, a minimum distance you've got to be off the street. That now makes the overall house longer into the block, and there you've you're too close to the back fence now so it may have um, some issues there also depending on what that facade does could have issues around overshadowing the neighbors you know heights etc um, again if you're too close to a boundary on on blocks with some level of fall you may have some restrictions around heights on boundaries so so all these things sort of can come into play um you know with I guess the design guidelines and and their states driving that um, there's some real positives out of that as well. So they may restrict what you can do. So, you know, you may really want to live in a pink shed and you want a pink shed look at the front of your house. Um, And and that might be great for you, but it's not necessarily great for the overall environment. And likewise, in return, you don't want your neighbour building a pink shed next door if you're not into pink sheds. So, you know, because it's going to devalue your property. So, you know, those sort of things are are really important. And and part of the reason they're there to really control the end outcome so that everyone gets a great looking home, you know, without impeding too much cost onto the consumer, you know, and and, you know, they're trying to be, mindful of that but they're also mindful that they want the street to look good i think anyone is you know i would say most people are really proud to live where they live and they want it to look good so you know controlling that environment's you know really important um and again you know often um they'll have rules such as a one in five rule meaning that within five homes you can only have one of that facade type so you know again it protects that you know it keeps the difference of of street appeal rolling through, so that the whole street's not looking the same and looking like Pleasantville, I guess. Um, I guess we'll touch further on design guidelines and stuff, Colin, in the future. But you know, it does pick up things like even the colours that are used as well. So you're not, you know, again, I mentioned the pink home. It's probably unlikely you're going to get a pink home through in most estates. So you know, we want you want you to be aware of that. Um, they may even go as far as detailing the specific plant species that you're allowed to plant. So they may actually want to see a um, a, a plan of what you're proposing to plant in there and come back and address that. Um, even stuff such as um, uh, your cooling units on the roof can be um, – needed to be lower on the roof so you can't see them from the street, just to maintain that really nice street appeal. So there's all that sort of stuff rolled into one, and it does impact the facade because if you can see it from the street, it impacts the facade. So um, mm, another yeah. great example would be I've just put solar panels on my roof, Colin, and we've got them on the west side, and 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 I face the north. So there's no solar panels on the north, which would be the preference area to put them, because they're going to look ugly. Now, we're not governed by a covenant here anymore my, where I live, but I don't want to look an ugly either. I've got a really nice looking house with a really nice looking facade. The last thing I want to do is bang solar panels everywhere so it looks as ugly as sin. Um, so, you know, those sort of protections, I guess, uh, will be noted. Um, yeah. I guess outside of that. There's probably not a lot more to cover, you know, certainly, um, you know, we mentioned the garden stuff. You can't have a full concrete garden. They might specify, uh, certain stuff around, um, fences to the front, et cetera. That's all facade related. But again, we'll come back and touch on that in the future. Um, yeah. you know, a tricky one, Cole, can be the, the width of the lot can have a real impact on the facade. So, you know, if you have a 16-metre-wide lot with a really big grand facade and all of a sudden you're wanting that facade because you like the look of it, it might be a Hamptons look and you want a Hamptons look on your home, but now your block's only 12.5 or it could be 10.5 or even 8.5 metres wide, Mm. what sort of impact uh, does that have and how do you suggest is the best way to sort of, you know, get a real idea of what that's going to look like?
0: Yeah, good question. So this is a common thing I've come across uh, over the years is most builders will provide a uh, essentially a, a virtual or rendered image of the, what that facade option is, okay? So if you, when you go out there shopping and you're going through display homes or looking through catalogs and this, that, and the other thing online and everything, you'll mostly see virtual renders, not actual photos of facades. And there are different reasons for that. But please, for the listeners, understand that if you've got, uh, you know, let's say eight or ten different block widths available times, you know, maybe 12 or 20 facades, that's a lot of virtual renders. So it's just not really financially smart for a builder to go out and do a a Darren Brennan facade on an 8.5 or 10.5. Uh, lot width this is 8.5 10.5 12.5 14 16 like it's just it's not something that necessarily each build is going to provide you so i just it's important for me to explain that to people don't expect that the 12 and a half or the 14 meter example that you see in the in the brochure on, on online is going to necessarily be exactly what you get because if if the block width is 14 on the example you're viewing it may have two windows and it may have a little bit more brick on it but if you're going to go and build it on a block that's only 10.5 meters it may then look and have the same features but it'll take one window away it will take some brick away because naturally that block is more narrow and the exact opposite of that for a 16 meter or 18 meter block for people who've got wider blocks it may add a, th- a third window and it may add more brickwork etc so just understand that I think people do have a, a bit of challenge, Darren, understanding how that facade's going to look. So I wanted to finish this off just by giving you guys a couple of tips on on um, how you can get a better understanding as to how the facade you're looking at or liking so far will actually look on your size block. So there's two things to do. Number one, obviously, when you're talking to a sales consultant or a builder, try and get the the drawings of that home. So if you've picked the the, the John Smith four design, then just say, can you please give me the the detailed drawings of that design because there's not just going to be that bird's eye view, there's actually going to be a thing what we call elevations. And elevation is the side view of the home. Um, So essentially there's elevations of kitchens and laundries and en-suites, but there's also elevations of the external part of the dwelling, the sides, the front and the back. So if you have an elevation of the front of the home in detailed drawings, it will then in outlines, in drawings, show you exactly what that's going to look on that size block, Darren. So, yes, it's going to be only one window now, not two, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so that's the first step. The second step for me has always been ask the sales consultant if there's another house that's already been built. You know, it doesn't have to be, remember, facades are interchangeable. So it doesn't have to be your design. It doesn't need to be the John Smith design. It just could be any floor plan that has that facade built somewhere in wherever you are. So see if the consultant can look up a job and say, look, here's one or two or three addresses with that facade built on that lot width or at least something really close. And then drive by and you'll have a look at maybe the house is three months old. It could be 12 or 14 months old. At least you'll be able to see how that looks, um, you know, in real life. So they're the two tips I'd provide at the end of this, Daz, I think that really will help people get a better grip. Um, and then drive around estates and you'll start seeing, um, ever since we mentioned that timber thing, Uh, For example, I've just pointed out the red light on the TV by mentioning that they won't be able to unsee it when they drive. (laughs) When you guys drive through estates, there are so many things. When you're in this game for a while, that you'll see like um, so much, and then you, yeah, you look through estates in a completely different, uh, uh, different lens, I suppose. So yeah, definitely get get some examples that have been built if you can, and at the very least get the detailed drawings, look at the elevations, and that should help you get a really good understanding of what your facade. Will look like
1: absolutely, Colin. One we didn't touch on. Uh, just just thinking of it right now, and apologies, we didn't touch on that earlier. But if you are on a corner lot, also often the facade has to treat the the corner lot, so the corner side of that home. So the the you know the developer will often say that your facade actually wraps around the corner. So if it's a single story, it might they might be judging three or four or five meters of the side of the home. If it's a two story, they'll judge. The bottom level th- for that same sort of distance, but they 'll also judge the upper level as well, so often want to see the same sort of look wrapping around similar windows, etc could mean things like eaves, cladding, uh, any of that stuff may need to be represented around the corner of the home so that it, it looks good. They don't mm. want to have a pretty ugly side of the house or less attractive because the facades are the really attractive part, right? So, mm. you know, the, the rest of the home can look not quite as attractive around the back, but, you know, no one's really looking at it. So it's it's less important. Um, yep. So yeah, certainly be mindful that on a corner lot you may be up for a little bit extra cost, but also your house is going to look better and you're going to be happy with the way that presents. So
0: yeah, yeah good just point. Sort of
1: throw that one in there.
0: Good point because you actually are responsible for addressing both street frontages as a result of that. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, there's usually be a, some estates don't require much at all, Darren. Or just an extra window that matches one at the front, but some require a full. Full-fledged yep. uh, replication of that facade around that around the corner as well. Absolutely. So, yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah, good point. Excellent. That about wraps this one up, Darren. I hope you guys have learned a little bit more about facades. Perfect. Again, as always, there's a fee for the, uh, the podcast, and that is to share it. If you like what you heard, uh, please jump on, give us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to. Um, and I can't recall if we mentioned this at the top, but if you need to know more about myself or Darren, learn about our, our history experience and the point and the purpose of this podcast, just jump back to episode number one, which is an introductory episode. Um, and that probably wraps it up. Anything else from you there, Daz, to finish off? Uh, Great, Cole. Uh, Any questions
1: you've got, shoot to the website, homebuildinghub.com.au, and uh, we'd be happy to come back with answers uh, or or a phone call on uh, any of those questions you've got. We're
0: here to help. Excellent. Awesome. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye. Cheers. Thanks.